Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now. Real bright, call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen. Look around, yeah, I'm the token. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are catching, wherever we are catching you, whatever time zone you are in. Thank you for joining us for the She's So Out of Order podcast, where we discuss learning to push through your flaws and imperfection rather than hiding them in the dark. In this podcast, we learn how to confront, heal, and deal with our issue as a community. We are controversial, funny, and safe in that order. In this episode, Virtuous Woman, Proverbs 31, we will be discussing what it means to be a woman of God. How can you support your community? How can you support your husband, um, raise your kids, and just all around how you need to live your life that is pleasing to God and that can be pleasing to yourself? Because in the end, it definitely is about God, most importantly, but you want to also be making sure that you're doing something that you can be proud of yourself. Um, So I'm flying solo on uh, this episode, um, but I have an amazing young woman, uh, Miss Francesca. I hope I'm saying it right, but she will correct me if I'm not. You Uh, are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She is a 2008. Eight, I believe she said of uh, North, um, not Miami Northwest, my bet. That's my yes, school. Yes, Northwest. <laughs> Central High. She is born and raised in Miami. She graduated from the Great Bethune Cookman University, and I believe that was 2012. Am I correct? Uh, 13. 13, my bet. In communications, yes. right? Uh huh. Speech communication. Okay. <laughs> she is a mother of two beautiful young men. Um, that are quite busy bodies, but one of them I definitely think is going to be a bishop. Every time I go to Miami, I always lean my head down so he can pray for me because, you know, I thank God hears the kids' prayers. And, you know, he looks out for babies and fools, and God knows I'm a fool. So um, she is a business owner. I have bought a couple of um, wig pieces from her, and I probably need to go back and get some more because, yeah, that wig there, I done beat up Nikki and Nicole so I need something else. I'm going to be hitting you up really soon. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just allow her to just tell us a little bit more what she got going on and what she do for a living, whatever else she decides to share. Yeah. So hi, everyone. I'm Francesca Hayes. And as she said, I am a busy woman. I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. Um, I'm a wife, um, a servant of the Lord. I have a uh, Two occupations right now. I'm the CEO of Golden Strands Lux. Um, that is a business that I started uh, where I supply uh, hair extensions, wigs, uh, hair accessory products. Um, so I'm working on, I'm actually on year two of that and it's, it's going well, thank God. Um, also, I am a clinical development manager uh, for a dental manufacturer. And um, so pretty much I'm essentially a sales rep um, for dental practices here in South Florida. And I am a wife and a mother of two toddlers that, as she said, is busy. Yeah, they're they're 
they're busy times 10 because <laughs> they both think they're like superheroes and yeah, they, they jump all over the place. And as the mother having boys, I just have to like, just remember that they are boys and they're going to jump around and just be, um, daredevils. <laughs> so I just, my job is really to make sure I'm keeping them safe while they're doing so, but letting them enjoy themselves. So, um, I love what I do and um, I love the process of uh, what it took to get me where I'm at. And I'm, I'm looking forward to to uh, many more achievements in my life. So, and I'm, I'm so thankful to be here today. Eureka, thank you for allowing me to come in um, to be on your, your podcast. No problem. No problem. Um, I'm definitely honored that you was able to have some time to be able to do this. Um, I always refer to her as a first lady. Um, because <laughs> I definitely believe that she's going to be a first lady um, really soon. I had her husband on our last week's show and he's going to be on our next week's show talking about godly men. And um, she definitely got to be a special woman to put up with Ike. Because he is mm-hmm. something else, <laughs> but definitely a, a great man of God. And God has definitely have done some wonderful things in his life. So, you know, hey, he, he got the right woman by his side that's going to continue to keep helping him and pushing him forward. Um, so Thank we're going to go ahead and, uh, and get this started. Um, in your opinion, and you can give it to us off from the word or whatever, uh, what does it mean to be a virtuous woman? When you hear Proverbs 31, what does that mean to you? Hmm. Um, I first off, I, I, I look at the text and I've studied and digested it um, from an early age because I was always, you know, learned that, you know, as a woman, we must, you know, hold ourselves in respect, you know, and 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 not even looking out from what other people would think of us, but just knowing our work. And myself, you know, I, so I, I, you know, I honor the word. So I, I looked into the word at that. And because I kept hearing everyone say it, <laughs> you know, from an early age and, and calling each other like Proverbs 31 women. So I looked in it and, and I just, um, from my understanding, this is a woman of faith and she loves Jesus with all of her heart. Uh, she, he, she honors her marriage faithful, trustworthy. She's a help me to her husband. Uh, she's mothering to her children. Um, and she's someone that not only looks out for the health of others, but also for herself. Um, and she provides service to others. Um, another thing I took from it um, that people may miss is that she finds ways to create profit for her home. And uh, so that's pretty much what I took from being a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, And then a lot of people really think of it as being like the perfect wife, perfect woman. But I just see it as, you know, someone that's striving to be that way and and really looking to, um, to have clarity in doing that and just taking that in mind each and every day. Great answer. Great answer. Um, You know, just like you, you know, I was raised by my grandmother, you know, and she was definitely holiness, you know, and so she always talked about, you know, being a virtuous woman, you know, respecting yourself, um, respecting your community, uh, making sure that you are serving the Lord with everything that in your heart, like, 
Yes. Jesus does not need to be your afterthought. He needs to be your first thought. And then in most cases, sometimes your only thought just depends That's on true. what you know you're going through. Because even if you only just thinking about Jesus, you know, um, by thinking about Jesus, that also helps you, in my opinion, um, helps you with other things that you got on. Because, you know, he's constantly going to be talking to you, letting you know how you need to help your community, how you need to help your husband, how you need to, what you need to do with your kids. Um, so that's what I kind of got from that, you know, as well. And I was just very honored um, to have a, an old school grandmother from born in 1941 that mm-hmm. kind of just instilled that into me. Like, I just, I can always remember her Tuesdays and Thursdays, we had to have Bible study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't matter. Even when I went to college, she uh-huh. still would call me on those days. Tuesdays that's and Thursdays. She kept you grounded. Yeah, that's it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now that she 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 passed my um sophomore year, which was in 2008, you know, I, I definitely okay. missed that, you know, because mm-hmm. that was good. And because sometimes now I find myself like just going left. Like I don't go all the way left because I still have that foundation in me. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was just different to be able to have your own personalized. A virtuous woman that you can go and kind of bounce ideas off of because exactly. now it's so it's out there. It it's, is. It's it's, it's out there, hard. but it's rare. Yeah, you know, very rare. And a lot of like, um, you know, you don't have a lot of those wise age. You know, with women that are like older, that's really teaching young women how to be women anymore. Um, it's so sad, but a lot of, you know, older, older people are dying more lately. You know, I just lost, you know, someone very close to me that was, you know, old age that I found wisdom in that she would tell me when, when right is right, when wrong is wrong and don't care about cutting your hurting feelings or anything, you know, and, and we all need that, you know what I'm saying? So, because iron sharpens iron and, um, it's just not around anymore. And I feel that, um, social media, um, all this stuff around us is what's raising the children, you know? So I just feel like, you know, families should, should, should really take into their home and, and allow, you know, the parents should be the teachers first, you know, and as God teaches us. So, um, I really, uh, like how you said that you, you acknowledge him, you know, you, you seek after him in all ways. And I feel like, you know, we should all make sure that we we do that um, because the Holy Spirit, it, the, the Holy Ghost, it guides us into all uh, spirit and truth, you know. So uh, in the day like this, we certainly need guidance each and every day, all of us, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. That's we, we definitely got to have them. Days of time. This is not the time. Uh-uh. See, like we see, I mean, I, I might be jumping the gun. Um, so I, you know what, I ain't even going to say that. So I'm going to the <laughs> next question because it's coming All through right. for what I'm getting ready to say. Um, <laughs> you don't have to go into big details, but, you know, just give us about, you know, two to three minutes of what is, what's your salvation story? You know, we all, I mean, both of us, we from Miami. Right, you know, right. In, in the band, so we back from the Uncle Luke days and all that good old uh-huh. stuff, and going to college and doing what we were doing. Like, sure. what was it that? What is your personal salvation story that that got you to a place of saying, "Lord, I surrender." Mm-hmm. So, um, I've always grew up in the church. My mom, she uh, 
she was a single mother, five girls, and she just knew, uh, you know, in her heart that in order to raise us properly, she had to, you know, give us to the Lord. She had to, um, he was her help and she kept us in the church like every day. <laughs> and we were in every, every, um, I guess um, in some or anything in the church, like we were in the choir, we were on the step team, the dance ministry, um, just everything. So uh, she really kept us grounded at an early age and and we stayed in the projects, you know, so uh, she felt like that was, uh, you know, that was her way of making sure that we stayed busy, keeping us out of trouble. And um, also we went to uh, the cultural arts center where we stayed active in our talents. You know, we were acting, singing, um, you know, doing dance, uh, drawing and all that stuff. So it really kept us out of trouble. Um, And then, you know, I went off to college and, you know, as a freshman away from home, you're going to party and do all of that stuff. Um, but I had that foundation, uh, just like how your grandmother, um, your grandmother instilled in you. I had that foundation uh, to remain going to church, you know, and um, at an early age, I was paying my tithes, you know, everything like that. So I had that foundation, but, you know, really knowing, you know, just going to church is just not enough. I knew I had to have a relationship and, um, I didn't have that back then. And I didn't really notice that I didn't have a relationship with him until after I graduated college. Um, So as I said, I still used to party. I I was um, on a dance line and in college, um, I used to wear, you know, clothes that were very vulgar, you know, and showed off my body a lot. Um, So, I knew the Lord, but I felt like what I was showing in my appearance and how I uh, how I showed it in my character, I felt like I felt like I didn't like I was telling people that I was um, a child of God, but I wasn't displaying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I felt like it's just, you know, something that. I was just doing, you know, so I, back in, um, so in 2014 is when I really gave my life fully to the Lord. Um, and I just drew closer to him and it was things and in, in that happened, uh, that year that allowed me to really draw closer to him. And, and, um, I'll pretty much open that window if you let me, but it was just a, a lot that went on that allowed me to really make that change fully into being a child of God, a servant unto him and, and having a change of mindset. Yeah, no, go ahead. I mean, you know, if you if whatever you feel comfortable with sharing, definitely go ahead and let the, um, the listeners know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I just, I really, I went through some struggles and, and having um, the Lord always as a, you know, someone for me to stand on, pray, pray on, um, pray on to and just he he allowed me to just um open up to him fully and, and really be a servant unto him yeah uh so for my my salvation like everybody and i and i just said it earlier is that you know i grew up you know 
knowing about the Lord. My grandmother didn't didn't play that. You you had to <laughs> serve the Lord. <laughs> That's just what it was. I mean, you know, once she got to a place where she was handicapped, and so she wasn't able to really to go into a church house, you know, she still kept it going. You know, she would always watch TBN all day, every day. Like I used to, uh-huh. when I was growing up, especially as a young kid, I'm like, grandma, can we watch something else? And so the only thing she really <laughs> would is the news, uh, American Most Wanted, because she just was like, we got to protect ourselves. And we may see some of them people right. know them um, and whatnot. <laughs> but that it was TBN all the time, Shambach and Evie Hill and everything like that. Um, and For me, so, what my mom used to have on the uh, TBN, and the stories, oh my gosh, the stories. I was just, <laughs> she, my grandma started watching so the story because she story. said it was addicting. She said, because you, mm-hmm. you gotta rush home just so that you don't miss what happens. She said, I, I can't watch exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And so um, you know, just growing up, you know, in, in, in Liberty City, you know, you you out with your friends, and so you know, you doing stuff that your parents don't know that they, they're you're doing. And whatnot. And um, what really kind of kind really got me kind of closer to God um, would have to be when my grandmother died in 2018, I was so mad with God. Um, and it wasn't I wasn't mad to a point where I stopped praying to him because I still believed in him and I still would pray. But I felt like my grandma was such a a, a servant of the Lord, like she always prayed every morning. She uh-huh. would be up probably seven, eight o'clock, and you would just hear her just just praying and and calling out names and um, singing um, worship songs and everything. So that was all the time, you uh-huh. know. Um, and I'm just like, man, why he didn't heal her? I don't understand this. You yeah. know, she had plans and, and whatnot. So it kind of took me away a little bit after she died my sophomore year in college. Like I really, I started drinking more. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely partying all the time and it, it was crazy mm-hmm. like before that going back to my freshman year I used to lie to my grandma she would always call me she was like where you going you reckon I'd be like oh I'm going to um the club she's like why are you going to the club you better not be drinking da 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 and I'm like no I ain't <laughs> drinking and I got a cup right there in my hand then oh, she got to talk to all of my karate band sisters Telling mm. to say, and we all got a drink in our hand. We just just shame because we lying. <laughs> and then many times, I mean, and I hate to say this, that probably a lot of them is gonna kill me. We would be hung over because I was in the concert mm-hmm. corral, I danced for the concert corral, hung over, uh-huh. going traveling the next day on a Sunday to people church, hung over. And it's like, and I used to feel so bad when I was in mm-hmm. the club and I'm drinking. I'm like, Ricky, you know better. Why are you doing this? Like, I can honestly right. say I never had peace in the club never not one time yeah. and I honestly believe it was the prayers of my grandmother because I would be like yes. it got to a point many times where I would drive my own when I got my own car I would drive myself to the club because mm-hmm. it would get to a place where I'm not feeling good about this conviction is hitting me and yes. I'm like all right I don't want to mess nobody else's party up so I'm going to go ahead and just leave because I'm feeling bad about myself right now but my, mm-hmm. my salvation got a little close so I will never forget just like you 2014 I went to Atlanta, Georgia. I went to the Hunter Battles of the Band. And mm-hmm. we was at Wet, um, I think, what is it? Wet Willies? Yeah, Wet Willies. And, you know, one of our sorrows was going through something. So I'm buying her some drinks to help her. And I'm drinking, da 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 And then I just saw myself really not being able to finish my drink. But I just thought, well, maybe I just didn't feel like it that night. So the next day we went to the Battle of the Band. We went out to an alumni party. 
And then I just heard something in me just saying, and I know it was God. That's enough. No. That's enough. Mm. Put it down. That's it. So a whole $10 drink. I done set it down in the club and, and that was it. I ain't been yeah. back to a club since. I ain't wow. picked up a drink since or anything. And then I started to take my salvation serious because I realized that I'm surviving off the prayers that my grandmother prayed for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you I don't know, know what could have happened that yeah. night. You know, I, 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 I know God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know God. I, I pray to God. I, I even read, the, you know, the word and stuff from time to time. But mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I know it's right and whatever. But in some cases, I'm just going through the motion. And I'm okay. really just knowing that I'm surviving off what my grandmother did. And even when mm-hmm. she went on with the Lord, I, I still know right now, it's prayer still out there that she prayed and covered over yeah. me that I'm still benefiting from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in 2014, um, you know, I was raising a, a teenage uh, kid that was causing all my hair to fall, uh, fall out and, and everything. And I just made the decision. I said, it's time, Eureka, to know God Truly, truly for yourself. For yourself. Yes. You can no longer ride off the coattail off your grandma. First of all, your grandmother gone. I truly believe she made it in. Uh-huh. It's your time now. And I yeah. have not, right now, have not gotten it all. You know, I talk to Ike, and even when I'm in town, I talk to you sometimes to tell you about some of the stuff that I'm struggling with. So I'm still uh-huh. working on getting that to where I want to be at. But I am definitely a heck of a lot better than where I used to be at. So that's pretty much my salvation story. Like it really took my grandmother the past. For me to say, okay, it's time for me to know him for me and read this word, dissect this word, put this word into me. Because as long as I put it into me and I'm praying, I'm planting a seed and I'm watering it. And one and day it's going to sprout. And that's so awesome. You had that revelation because a, a lot of people, you know, they're going to continue into their ways and really, um, you know, do whatever they want to do. And they feel like everything is all right because they have someone praying for them. But you have to want it for yourself. You have to, um, you, you know, have a relationship with him because it's showing him that, you know, you love him. So. You just can't do whatever you want and expect, yes, someone's covering over you, they're praying over you, but you need to want salvation for yourself. And, you know, if you freely ask for it, he's going to give it to you. You have to have an open heart because if you continue to close him out, then, you know, he'll, he'll do it. He'll, he'll close you, you know, he'll close you out. So if you ashamed of him before, you know, the father, he'll be ashamed of you. You know, so we just have to, um, I'm, I'm so glad you had that revelation because so many people don't. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already know the answer to this, but, you know, just for other people, what mm-hmm. role does prayer plays in your life? So prayer plays a role in every, it's just everything in my life because it allows me to draw closer to him every day. Um is it is through prayer I gain like understanding of the plans and the purpose that he have for my life, you know, prayers that I've had, I've seen it um open many doors, I've seen it um bring miracles, you know, even when I incorporate fasting with it. It's just it allowed me to have a peace of mind, have a clarity, have um answers to questions that um, that I just didn't understand in the time being. And then when I seek him in prayer, it was just so clear to me. He just, he's through prayer, like, um, in me 
sharing my needs with him and, and not even just to have a need, um, you know, from him. I don't come to him to prayer just for that, but I come to him just to even just have a relationship with him to that. Sometimes I just pray, Lord, just, just be with me now. Just, just, just cover me in your righteousness, Lord. Um, Lord, just allow me to, to just have a, a close walk with you. And it's not always just about me. You know, I'm, I'm praying for others as well, having an intercessory prayer um, and not even for them to have needs met, but for them to, to draw closer to them themselves, you know, and, and to have clarity on what they're doing and how it could affect them and, I just want everyone to be saved, you know, when they leave this earth and and, and um, be in the kingdom of heaven when they leave this earth. Because I know that um, if I have a relationship with them and they leave this earth and they go on to hell, their blood will be on my hands, you know. So I just feel like um, having a prayer over them, uh, it really allows me to. Uh, just really have a close relationship with God because, you know, I love them as much as he loves them. And they're, they're his children. They're my sisters and my brothers. So um, I just pray for everyone. And um, it's just, prayer is just everything to me. And it, it's just allowing me to um, have a closer walk with him each and every day. Um, it, it allows me to have growth, you know, spiritually. Great, great, great. Um, I definitely think, um, like you just said, in this day and time, um, you know, we need more um, intercessors. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely need that. Um, I had someone to tell me some years ago that they felt like I had the gift of that. Um, so, you know, I definitely take that serious, even though, you know, I'm not exactly where I need to be. Um, I wake up every day and I pray for people, call people by names and whatnot. There's sometimes when I'm just praying and Sometimes I want to be a little selfish with God. And I'm like, I'm just going to pray for me. I need to focus on me today. And then somebody will just go into my spirit. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and just pray for them. And um, so, and I, and I also believe I got that from my grandmother because she would do that. Like she would even pray for celebrities, people that she have never met. But she would mm -hmm. be like, I think they, they need prayer and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like one, two of the people that she used to pray for all the time was Whitney Houston and Bobby uh -huh. Brown all oh. the time you know all the time and uh if i if I, i've seen bobby um in concert but if i ever get the chance to meet him in real life i'm gonna be like listen you my got a bunch of prayers out there for my oh grandmother for over like 20 years of prayers <laughs> or whatnot so you know I, I definitely think we have to be prayed up oh, we yeah. have to pray for people because people need that you know and i think the one of the most important things that when you pray for someone and you do not see what you done prayed for happen at the moment, some mm -hmm. people give up. Sometimes yeah. your prayers may not be answered for about 10, 15, 20 years from now, but it's still out there. So keep going because eventually, if, if it's God's will, which I do believe is pretty much God's will for everybody to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, yes. we want everybody to make it up, in it there, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, like we know, he gives us free will. And, and like he said film. in his word, I'm a gentleman. I would not push myself onto you. 
you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, he's going to do everything in his power to try to, you know, infiltrate you and, and, and let you know, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm there bringing you out exactly. of certain situations. And you just as the person have to just realize this is God, something higher, exactly. higher is looking out for me. So uh, I, I definitely thank you for being one of these people that stand in the gap and, and praying mm-hmm. for your family, friends, even sometimes your enemies, because a lot of people don't like oh, to do yeah. that either. They don't pray mm-hmm. for their enemies. No, you need to pray for them suckers. Because we, we should not That's be true. having enemies. Why? Why? Too much going on in the world. It's so you, too much. Is and time is just too short, you know. So and and you and it and while praying for your enemies, it's allowing you to make sure that you know you you stay in a forgiving spirit, you know, of them, you know, because it's not them, it's the spirit behind it, you know. So you just have to realize that and, and continue to pray for your enemies, can continue to pray for those that you know may mistreat you because maybe they just haven't had that understanding. The enemy is working and through them, so you just have to be at peace and just know it's not them. It's yeah, the what spirit. They say, hurt people, yes. hurt people. Mm-hmm. So they exactly. hurt, they got right. demons they battling with and mm-hmm. they projecting it off on you. Exactly. So when I pray, I'm I'm praying that, you know, they find out what's hurting them so they could even stop hurting someone else, you know. So um yeah. Yeah, so thank you for that. Um so we're gonna probably dive in just a little deeper if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. tell us about a time where you have had a disagreement or tension with friends. How did you navigate that? And what brought you peace in that situation? Well, I had a friend. Um, well, she's still my friend to this day. We're still close. But at that time, you know, I, we were close friends as well back then. But um, one time my friend offered me to have a, a drink, an alcoholic drink. And um, I told her. No, I did. I didn't. Um, I didn't drink anymore. And this is when, uh, maybe like shortly after I got saved, and she just couldn't. Um, she just couldn't understand how much I've changed because in the past I would have taken that drink, and she just was kind of awed that she felt like I was a different person. I wasn't the same. I'm not her friend anymore. You know, and and. After that, like she and she didn't show, you know, she didn't talk to me and about her being upset that I didn't um, partake in an alcoholic drink at that time. She actually waited two years later uh, to send me a text message, a super long page like text message, like three, <laughs> three long ones, you know, back to back. And it just came out of nowhere because at that time I felt like, OK, she was cool. She she recognized like. I don't, I don't drink anymore. You know, she, she knew that I, you know, I got reborn again as a Christian. Um, but she sent me that text message one day and she was like, um, you know, we're not, I don't feel like we're friends anymore because, um, you judged me because I drink, by the way, I never judged her. I just told her I, I didn't want to, have anything to drink you know I don't drink anymore and she went into saying well I'm a Christian you know but I still drink you know things like that and I'm not you know gonna I wasn't I told her that I wasn't you know judging her anything like that even though she felt like I was 
I was just, you know, I, at that time, like through text, I pointed out, you know, and I actually, like, I just, I told her like, hey, let's have a conversation over the phone. You know, I'm not the one that just texts you these long messages because because through text, words really get <laughs> distorted, you know, and they come out wrong. And I certainly didn't want any more confusion. You know, I didn't want her to misconstrue any words that was coming out of my mouth because apparently she really, you know, she would hold on to it. So I talked to her on the phone. I pointed out, you know, the word in the Bible and how um, we should be sober, you know, because the devil is, you know, a roaring lion seeking who he made vow, just things like that. And I was just telling her, like, you know, I, I, had a change and a, a transformation in my mind. You know, I seek to be Christ-like as a Christian and, and that's not what I wanted to do anymore. I, I, I didn't even have a thirst for any alcoholic beverages or anything like that because I had, you know, the Holy Ghost living in me, you know, things like that. And, and then she, we, we, you know, she went into a debate and all that stuff, but I just kept telling her the word. You know, and then and then after some time, you know, of her disagreeing back to back and then, you know, after me continuously explaining to her and of course, not in a judging way or anything like that, but talking to her because I love her, you know, telling her about the change that has taken place in me. Um, she understood after a while and then went ahead and told me about, oh, well, Okay, I agree now because my husband, um, he was drunk the other night and he tried to sleep with my sister. And, you know, I'm like, you went through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then you tell me that your husband got so drunk, your, your sister stand with you and he tried to sleep with her. You know, and, and maybe she just, it made her think about it. Like, okay, I shouldn't be drinking, but she had to hear why she shouldn't be, you know, doing that and, and how, you know, being in that drunken state could really alter your mind, you know, alter your actions, you know, and it's as a Christian, like you should, I sh you should be aware of your actions at all times because you never know how it could affect your witness, how it could affect others. And it's just something that, um, it, uh, it, it had to take place in order for her to, um, realize what, what had happened recently. Definitely. Um, so since you opened the um, the gate on this, I'm going to go ahead and step on in. Um, mm -hmm. Me and your husband talk about this all the time on Facebook. I get so tired of hearing the word judging. Mm -hmm. I hear it a lot from my therapist. I hear mm -hmm. it a lot from some of my co-workers and supervisors mm -hmm. and all of that. And I'm like, I don't believe people know the difference of correction versus being judgmental mm -hmm. to me when I think of judgmental is you think you're better than somebody you're trying to put somebody down blah 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 exactly. blah, blah that's judgmental to me mm -hmm. but if you are just sitting up here saying no you know that's not what I'm into anymore that's mm -hmm. not judgment I'm just not into it what, what if I got exactly. some type of, of medical issue that I don't want to mm -hmm. disclose to you why I can't drink and if I am telling you that I'm I'm saved, that's just not where I'm at anymore. 
Respect uh -huh. that. That's not Listen. no judgment. I understand where I'm at. Exactly. Especially as, you know, someone that I felt, you know, was my best friend. And, and we are back to that point now. But, you know, at that time, I felt like, you know, as my best friend, someone that I love, you know, someone that knew what I've been through. You should be happy that, um, you know, that I made a change in a in a in a right direction, one not negative, you know, because when I used to dress all kind of ways, when I used to, um, you know, be in a club all the time, nobody had nothing to say, you know, about about me, you know, but now that I've changed my life for the better and, um, you know, people, everybody has something to say, to, <laughs> you know, and think that I'm judging them. But um, that's why I don't I don't really get into all of that. You know, I just, you know, I just I go into the word for anything and they feel like it's me judging them but I I don't and I, I come in love all, in every time I don't say oh you're going to hit you're going to hit this you're going to hit you know I just talk about you know how the Lord has changed me and how you know it's is working out for my good you know in every way so um and, and the Bible also says you don't you don't know a fruit. I mean you don't know a tree by the fruit that it bears, you know what I'm saying? And you can't reprove, you can't rebuke. But um, you know, I just do it wise wisely, you know, I don't I'm wise in my approach and um I just I, I don't allow that door to be open for people to say I'm judging them because certainly that's not what I do. So I just I shut it down real quick when they say yeah. that and I just tell them, you know, I you know, I come to you in love and in peace and we can have, this could be an open conversation, you know, so don't, don't think no one's judging you. So. Well, I, I even feel with that and I've seen it so many times. I know you have too. You can come to somebody in the nicest way. Mm -hmm. Give them the spiel. I, I promise you, I love you. I promise you, I'm going to walk with you through this. I believe mm -hmm. in you. I know you can. I want us all to, to be great. You're going to say all of that. And yeah. they still going to try to find some type of negative, still going to say that you judge and, and, and you trying to tell somebody what to do or, or you think that you got. And, and they forget that the fact that I believe it's in Matthews, if, if not, it's probably Matthew, John, all of them. I think all of them got a little snippet of that, that mm -hmm. God tells us he want us to go out and spread his word exactly. uh, for our testimony and whatnot, because mm -hmm. you never know who's going through what you done been through and exactly. feeling hopeless. And your story mm -hmm. can help them and let them know, like, listen, I was in X, Y, and Z. And if mm -hmm. God was able to save me and get me to a place of that. Do it for you. What he, thank you. He, it's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. It, it, exactly. it is what it is. But mm -hmm. I think people have to be willing to listen. And, and another thing is, People get so upset with pastors, people like you, me, and everything like that, when we're trying to tell them something that can possibly help them, and mm -hmm. they they don't, what's the word, how I'm trying to say this here, stop being upset about what somebody is saying. Listen to the message, dissect it, mm -hmm. go sleep on it, and see mm -hmm. how can that help you in your life. Because anybody can give you a message and it could be something that is great. Let's go on back mm -hmm. to back and where we grow up. I guess you lived in city nines out of 10. How many times we done had people out on drugs 
saying, mm-hmm. hey, little mama, you know, get your education. Do this, mm-hmm. do that. Oh, yeah. And they dropped the Sunday nuggets on us. And we're uh-huh. looking at them like, man, I ain't listening to you. Well, you hungry. Right. But exactly. you were glad you did listen because mm-hmm. it was like, man, I'm glad that they did not want me to do that. And it's it just, we would have missed out on that if we would have judged them on exactly. that circumstance. So mm-hmm. we, we have to get out of that, people. Um, receive what anybody is saying, especially if you know them. You know that they love you. You know y'all done seen the highs and the lows of each other. Ain't no judgment there. I love you. I want you to be the best that you can be. Uh So um, definitely for sharing that. And I'm glad that you all was able to have that conversation and to get back to you all's relationship. It's not, I mean, just imagine one of y'all would have died. Now the next person at the funeral, we're trying to pull the next person out the casket, crying and stuff, and shoulda, coulda, woulda. And you, you, uh-huh. when you sit down and you think about all the good you didn't had, it outweighed that little funky little misunderstanding. So definitely, I'm so glad exactly. that you allow God to just use you and be calm in that, and just stand on the word, no matter exactly. what. Exactly, that's that's what you know really held it together. That what that's what reconciled our relationship is is the word. Because um, if I just went off of you know just not even pointing out words, she would have felt like. I, w- I was coming from a place of judgment. So just know when you're explaining to someone they're thinking that you're judging them, just open up the word because the Bible, are, the Bible judges, you know, when we go to heaven and we get judged, we're going to be judged out of the book of the Lord. We're going to be judged out of the Bible. So it's just showing her that I wasn't judged her. It comes from the word, you know, and she just needed to see that. But um, you, you have to, be able to um have a relationship in 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 the word you have to be able to um be in a mindset of wanting to digest the word being the word day in day out because in situations like that if you don't know the word um yes you could i don't it's nothing wrong with you googling or anything like that but you should know that um what you stand behind is is in the word you know you should live by it um, and, and, and it's so, God is so good because during our conversation, he was just pointing out things in the word of what he was telling me. He was witnessing to me as well as I, you know, witnessed to her. And, and, um, I just needed to, you know, make sure I had that faith to want to openly talk to her no matter what, because, uh, he wanted her to go through that, um, situation so that she could have a change. So, I just thank God for using me in that situation, allowing us to come together in our walk. And uh, she no longer drinks anymore. And um, I just, I just thank God for her change as well. Um, so, so without you know getting too personal, tell us about a a tragedy that you went through. How did you survive it? And what scripture? did you lean on to pull you through that situation? Mm-hmm. So um, I got married in uh, 2013 and um, maybe like six months after that. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Maybe about eight months after that, I got pregnant with um, my first child and um, shortly after that pregnancy, it was, I was going into my second trimester and um, I had a miscarriage. Oh, wow. And then from there, um, you know, I was very um, upset. 
because I told everyone, you know, told everyone on my job, I, you know, told everyone on Facebook, you know, and I didn't really know anything about like miscarriages and stuff. And, and, um, it was just a shock that it happened. And I had to really like tell everyone that, Hey, you know, I, I had a miscarriage and it was just something that I didn't really hear about from anyone else. So I didn't really know how to handle it. And I found myself um, not wanting to see anyone anymore, um, not wanting to be on Facebook anymore, not even wanting to see anyone pregnant. So it's just something that, um, that I felt like I, you know, I failed <laughs> at it. What was some, what, what did I do that allowed that to happen? Um, but, um, we tried again and, and guess what? It happened again in 2014 um so two times in 2014 and two times again the next year 2015 you know and we just um I we me and my husband we kind of went in through like a little depression mode you know because we just couldn't figure out why it was happening and um and it that was after like our first two and then it was 2015 to that, you know, we had a miscarriage and, and it was always around um, 14 weeks when I would have a miscarriage. So that's when, you know, the baby is kind of like the size of um, a little bit bigger than your hand. Yeah. yeah. And I um, would have to give birth to them like I was, you know, really in labor I and mean, going through everything like I was giving birth to a full blown baby. But um, I said all that to say that. Um, you know, we, we sought after the Lord. It, it drew us closer unto him. Um, we seeked him in prayer to find out what was going on. And, um, I remember my, during my last miscarriage, it was a, it was a nurse at the hospital. She was like, Hey, you know what? How many other miscarriages you have? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the same thing happened to me. Um, you should see this doctor, you know, he, um, you know, he specialized in high-risk pregnancies. It could be your service is short, you know, and it's it, it happens to me around this time, too. It happened to me in the past. And now I have children. So that was really an angel yeah. that um, I, I believe came to me and was immersed in me that day. Um, and I just, I really sought after um, in prayer. And I was just so thankful that she even opened up to me and she didn't have to. Um, and she, so we went to that doctor and we did find out that it was because of that at 14 weeks, my cervix, um, you know, once my uterus expands to that certain size at 14 weeks, I will go into preterm labor. My water will break. So, um, I went to that doctor and we found out that that was the situation. And then I had to have like a uh, surclage the next time I had to have a baby where they tie up my cervix um, to make sure it doesn't open up prematurely and have a baby at an early age but through you know finding those answers and stuff and um during my miscarriages after I overcome like depression mode uh, what helped me um was the was the verse out in the second Corinthians uh, 12, 9, what, verse 12, no, chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, where he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for thee. 
And um, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And um, most gladly, therefore, I rather glorify my infirmities that the power and necessities and persecutions and distresses, discretions for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And, you know, and I became really strong in the Lord through my weakness, through my infirmities, because it allowed me to really seek after him in all ways and and not um, just just be at, um, in depression, you know, from what I was going through, but really like, um, really reading my, my word, you know, I was being strengthened spiritually as I was going through in the physical. So it just allowed me to really, um, have more relationship with him from that time on. And, and you know what, in, in 2014, that's when I got saved. And then, um, you know, shortly after I was, you know, going through even more tribulation. And instead of asking like the why, you know, I, I began really um, just continuing to to uplift him and praise him. And I knew that I'll find victory through, you know, I had to go through because before that I didn't really go through much. You know, a lot of women, you know, went through so much, um, you know, as a child or anything or through college but but I didn't go through a lot like that so I knew he had to strengthen me in, in weakness and I feel like that was definitely what allowed me to um, get saved and stay saved and have that testimony to be able to witness to to other women that may have gone through that so I do um, find that to be something that I bring up whenever I'm you know letting women know or not even just women, but anyone, I'm letting them know, like, I was once, you know, someone that, that wasn't saved, and, and you're gonna, you're gonna go through tribulations, you know, once you get saved, but just know that he's gonna hold on closer to you, he's gonna be with you in the fire, just like how he was with um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Um, the the devil is gonna even turn up the heat on you, he's gonna, he's, because he, you're going to be tested, but you just have to make sure that you, you stand, you're, you're steadfast, you know, you're, you're unmovable and you're grounded in the, in the Lord, you know, so just be, reading your Bible and being in prayer is really going to keep you there because you, you'll have a relationship with him. And then when you're in a situation where you feel like you can't, um, you, you can't really understand what's going on and it's going down on the wrong path just know that he's gonna hold you up he's right there with you you just have to keep your mind on him and not on the situation so that's what really that was my you know true salvation story that's what brought me to the lord and i it's probably super long-winded but no, it's, no, it's, no. What it's, there. it's um it's, it's wonderful and um you know, I'm sitting up here trying not to cry. Um, <laughs> first thank off, thank you for just being vulnerable enough to to share that. Um, it, the crazy part about this is, and um, the 29th this past Thursday, uh, one of my friends um, who I've known since I was in the second grade, she was like one of the only people that always treated me like I was something, you know, cause I was poor, you know, people used to call me stankers, used to wear my clothes two days in a row and so forth. Cause it just didn't have nothing. And um, she uh, ended up told, t- telling me after my birthday in June that she was pregnant. 
And then um, a few weeks later, we found out she was going to have a boy. She asked me to be the godmother. And so I'm so elated because I love boys. I'm praying to God, give me two twin boys. And that's it. Mm. I've been putting that out <laughs> prayfully, fasting on it. So I'm hoping it's going to get to his throne. He's going to do it for me. Um, and um, she ended up calling me like at 4.39 a.m. on that Thursday morning. And I take clonidine to go to sleep because um, I have ADHD, so my mind be racing, so I have to have something to calm me down so I can sleep. And yeah. so I didn't hear the phone. So the next day, I'm on my Thursday prayer calls that I'm always on. And thank uh-huh. God that I was actually on a prayer call. God will set stuff up just for you. And was. on this prayer call, I get a text message from her saying, my water broke early because she was due Christmas and mm-hmm. I lost the baby. And when I say my heart, just dropped it crushed Mm -hmm. i'm sitting there like and just disbelief all all i could do at this point in time was just tell my prayer group y'all please pray for her hold her up in prayer she she needed um i need some prayer too but definitely i want you to focus on her right now Mm -hmm. because that's hard you know and i was so looking for a meeting the little guy like when i say i went crazy i think Mm -hmm. i i spent probably over six hundred dollars buying stuff for him because I was just uh-huh. so ready to meet that little fella uh-huh. and it was just so heartbreaking to hear that she had lost the baby and just like you she had to give birth to him and uh-huh. she sent me the picture with her holding the baby and I'm like oh no yeah. <laughs> like the kind of strength that you have to have as a woman oh, yeah. to uh-huh. do that and then some people don't hold them but for uh-huh. her to hold them and then smile with it I, I said girl you are, uh, um, I think I called her Queen Akarina uh, or something like that. It was some um, African um, warrior yeah. that really um, did some great stuff. And um, that was just um, just a crazy time to see her go through that, but just to be so, you know, resilient um, through that. And I'm sure, you know, things probably haven't hit her yet. Um, uh-huh. So as always, I've been praying for her for years um, because she was so always so nice to me and treated me like a person. But even now, you know, I'm more sore holding her up in prayer, you yeah. know, and, and everything, because, you know, I want her to get through this. I want her to know that she didn't do anything wrong. Uh-huh. And in due season, due time, she's going to have that wonderful young woman, a young man, I'm definitely hoping I'm putting it back in the air again, Lord, let it be yes. so the clothes <laughs> that he got can go to him. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so um, yes. I definitely, I salute women like you all because that's that's a hard thing. It, it really is. It just, I mean, and for you to have it four times and it yeah. ain't even like, you know, what people tell me and probably her, we older, you know, I'm 34, mm-hmm. she'll be 34 come December, you yeah. know, because they make you think, oh, you, you can't have a baby that old, you know, da 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 But exactly. you were in your 20s, you know? So. I was, I was, um, I was 23 or, yeah, like, so I felt like, man, like, this ain't supposed to have, this ain't supposed to be the way it goes, you know, like, I'm young, you know, like, why am I high risk, you know, yeah. and, And I blame myself. I was just thinking of all kinds of things. Like, what if, you know, when I was a dancer and I used to do my back band that much, that's what affected me. But no, I seen other dancers that had babies. So I just, you know, I, you know, I try, I, the devil wanted me to blame myself, you know, and things that I, you know, didn't pass. But, um, I really had to not allow him to speak in my mind. I had to shut him down. And that was through prayer, through the word, rebuking him. Because uh, a lot of women, they if when they go through that, they let him 
really get in their mind, you know, when you feel like you, you can't do it, you know, like you can't even pick up and do it again. But the Lord, like when you continue to seek him, you know, he'll give you peace that with passes all understanding, you know, everyone that knew, like, my, you know, my sister, my mom, you know, that knew um, that, you know, I went through all of this because I, whenever I got pregnant, I wasn't telling anyone because remember that first time I yeah. went ahead and just told everybody, you know, I was like, I'm pregnant, uh, you know, I was happy, yeah. you know? So, but, um, I went ahead and just kept it with the Lord. Um, you know, when I first got pregnant letting him know like, Hey, um, you know, I leave this in your hands and he really just gave me peace, you know? And then I also, I, I had faith. And then I also did the work and that was by really um, going to that high risk doctor that got equipped to have the knowledge to seek what was going on. Because before that, I went to so many doctors and they just did not know what was going on. It was like, oh, your service is long. But what they didn't know is that after you have your miscarriage, you know, your your service becomes long again. So they felt like, you know, that wasn't a problem, but it, it really was. So um, I just I thank God for that angel <laughs> that was a nurse and for her even open it up because she certainly didn't have to no. and um you know I'm here today with two beautiful baby boys they're healthy um and just a just a blessing to my life each and every day yes yes um and it, you, you spoke on something just now about um, that guilt thing. Um, uh-huh. And I even haven't even shared this with her. So I'm actually going to tell her, um, I want you, I'm going to tell her about this this episode so that she can watch it. Um, uh-huh. But when when I got that message, I kind of felt some guilt. And I was talking to one of my coworkers who was a big time therapist at work about it. And she was like, why do you feel guilty about it? I said, because like when she told me, you know, before we found out what the sex and all that, she asked me to give Godmother. I was just like, you know, you know, look upon her, you know, give her the strength to be the best mother that she can be, um, be able to raise this kid to just be someone that is on fire for you. And I was just uh-huh. like, Lord, you know, let your holy will be done for this baby's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you pray that, you just thinking of something good, like he going to yeah. do something good. And so when it happened, I'm just like, no, Lord, I didn't mean for you to kill the baby. I just, no. And so mm-hmm. I really just felt so guilty about it. Like the first, the, like that whole week going into the, the next week, I was just, just laid up, just like, like mm-hmm. I haven't even really been able to eat more because it's like the devil trying to tell you, uh-huh, that's what you pray. And I'm like, and so, you know, it's funny oh, that, that you said that. It's my third, I mean, I'm a therapist. My coworker said the same thing. She said, mm-hmm. don't let the devil trick you don't in your laugh. That yeah. was not your fault. You prayed what you were supposed to pray. Exactly. Let your holy will be done. And that mm-hmm. was it. And in your mind, you was doing something real. And she said, you got to also understand that God ain't that petty. You no. who you think you are that you're gonna tell the God to do something, even if you meant it for bad, that it was actually gonna happen. You ain't got exactly. that kind of power. So she was just like, You gotta just understand that little man came here for his little short time to teach us yes. something. Whatever it is, maybe the mom needs to eat right. Maybe she needs to go work on getting more in shape or whatever the situation. Maybe I need to learn something. It's for a reason. And we have to be open and really to earn learn that lesson and move Mm -hmm. forward. So thank you again for for sharing that. You're welcome. And as I said, it allowed me to grow spiritually. So if that didn't happen, I probably will be in the same ways that I was before. 
you know, so I just think I thank God for it. And I know I will see my babies again in heaven. Um, and I have faith of that. So um, I'm at peace. Yes. Because they definitely made it. You you know that. You know that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the picture of, of my godson. And he was a pretty, he was going to be a little yellow little thing, a like high yellow thing. I was like, oh, he's going to have a head full of hair, going to be cute and bad all at the same time. So, yeah. but, you know, if we live the right way, you definitely get a chance to, to, to see him again. And, yes. you know, we always have to keep um, in that in our mind. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, and spice it up a bit. And I want to keep my promise and get you up out of here because you already waited a long time for me anyways. <laughs> um, why do women and i.e. me as well, um, have an issue with being submissive. Oh, Lord, when I hear that word submissive, I'm like, I ain't submitting to nothing. Uh-uh. Because, you know, for me, I just feel like, you know, men be trying to use that to try to, oh, you're going to do what I say and exactly. whatnot. And I'm like, I got my own mind. I work, I have two full-time jobs. I make a pretty decent living. I can hold my own way. No, I'm not doing that. Like, now, if you work something for me to submit to, mm-hmm. in so many ways, I will, but <laughs> you ain't going to be controlling me. So what is your thought process on that, being able that you are a virtuous woman, and the Bible does tell us we have to be submissive. Let me say this, not to mm-hmm. our boyfriends, but yeah. our husbands. husbands. Yes. So what would you say about that, that women are, are in relationships, are looking to be married one day and have mm-hmm. a problem with that S word, because that's a nasty word, especially for me. <laughs> right, and a, and a lot of men, they, they, they know this, so it, if you're in a relationship with them, they and they're seeing that you're not being like submissive, they wouldn't marry you too. So sometimes that can even hinder it. But men should, um, they should do things that uh, they they shouldn't be controlling at all. That that doesn't give a place for for a man to control you at all. And you're not their obedient servant. You know what I'm saying? You have a voice. So I just feel like women when when you when they hear the word submissive, um, they see it as becoming a slave of their husband. So that's really not the case. Okay. <laughs> that so that's what I really- when I think of it, that's what I hear. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't about to be no ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so being submissive, you know, as the Bible says, um, you become a partner to your husband, you become a helper for them, companion, someone who um that loves them as they love you. So it's really, it's really a two-way street. It's just saying that because like the, the word says being submissive as a wife, because um men have they they're the head of the house, you know, you just should respect that pretty much. And not just um like you should lean on him just as much as he's le- leaning on to you. Um, and then also the Bible says, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. So that automatically ties it together. So as she loves you, you know, and it's a partner to you, a companion unto you, a help me unto you, you should love her. And as you love her, you're going to do the same. So it's really a two-way street. So wives are submissive to their, to, to their husbands and husbands are as well because they love their wives. So, um, so women just, they may not do it because they feel it's only a, a one-way street, but it's really a two-way street. But uh, women should know that as you um, listen to your husband, you know, not just 
someone that want to be right the whole time, they're going to also listen to you, you know, and, and they're going to um, just be a help me to you as well, supporting you. So it, it just starts with a wife because, um, <laughs> you know, a husband is going to reflect off the things of his wife. And, you know, and if you're you're dishonoring him, he's going to dishonor you. So it's just it just starts there. And um, the, the husband is the head of the home. But the wife is someone that's going to support him. I um, need to support him to be the head of his home. Um, so um, you should never do anything to hurt him. And you should always want to help him, you know, and, and as he seeks the Lord. You know, and you should be right there holding him up, uplifting him um, and showing him respect and um, trusting him. But they have to be someone that's trustworthy, (laughs) someone that exactly. So it's all about finding the right person. You know, if you're submitting to someone that's treating you wrong, um, disobeying you, calling out your name, um, putting their hands on you or anything like that, that's not some that's someone that needs to be seeking the Lord that needs to be, you know, getting their life together because you can't you can't follow someone that's um, you can't follow someone that's leading you down to a ditch. You know what I'm saying? You should be um, together as, um, you know, together in, in love in Christ because Christ is love. And um, as you have the best interests for your family, you both should as well. And, you know, and ultimately um, you should come together and respect each other. So I just feel like it's a, it's a two way street. Yes. Um, But it starts first with a wife. (laughs) What is God teaching you lately about being a wife and being a mother? Um, He's teaching me to, um, as a wife and mother, to make sure that while doing all of those superhero things, (laughs) making sure that, um, you know, I'm a wife. A, a good wife, a good mother, um, and, and the pandemic has even <laughs> brought on so much more into that. I'm a teacher as well, and uh, <laughs> like just all of that stuff. It's, it's really um, shown. He's he's teaching me to also make sure that I reserve time with him. You know, because um, sometimes you know all of that that we do, like having a full time job, having a, a business. Um, you know, making sure I spend time with my husband, making sure I spend, you know, time with my kids and teaching them, um, I can be distracted, you know, and making sure I'm a, also a good, you know, friend, you know, being a listener to my friends that um, may be going through something and offering them advice and, and spending time to for joy and laughter with them too. I need to make sure too that I, you know, reserve time for myself, um, take care of myself as well, um, making sure that I'm healthy, you know, and um, not just physically, but also spiritually. Um, so if it takes me getting up in the middle of the night, spending my time in, in full prayer to have a full relationship with him, I, I do that. And that's something that I need to make sure that I remain consistent with. So lately that has been on my heart is making sure that I designate a good amount of time with the Lord, because, you know, I talk to the Lord all day, you know, I be in my car. Thank you, Lord. In, in the morning when I wake up, you know, I pray um, and then 
I just, you know, speak to myself. I talk to him throughout the day, but um, really having that alone time in my secret place with him is definitely something that we could get, we could get wrapped up in, you know, our daily lives where we could forget to set that time aside with him. Yes, yes. Um, I believe it was uh, your husband. I'm going to snitch on him. You probably already seen it, though. Um, he had put on um, Facebook comments on, man, Franny loves to wait until it's like midnight to want to sit there and ask me about what's going on in the Bible. Why do I do this? And this? Yes, he put that on Facebook. I'm telling on him. And, and so, but I think what he probably should realize he is right. your time. He you ain't spend right. your time with him. You know, I you're talking about that. the word. That's I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, yeah, sometimes when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm whining, I'm, I'm in, the, in the bed, you know, sometimes, I, you know, I do open up my Bible and um, definitely not even just read the word, but understand it. And I ask questions because he is the head of my house. I know he seek the Lord. I know he have his, you know, prayer time. I know he's, he knows the word like, like no other. I'm, I, I just really love how my husband is just so, um, he's just so connected in the, in the word. And I strive and I, I strive to be that way all the time. Like I really love how he really knows, um, like he knows all the chapters, the verses and everything. And, and I'm not there, you know, I, I know the word, but sometimes I have to like say, um, you know, what is that verse? And it's like, he would know it. Oh, that's, um, second Ephesians 2 and 5. Lord. So I just, you know, and, and it's just, it's something that, um, I just really am proud of, of my husband because I was with him when he wasn't saved. And um, I just really thank God for his growth. And he was always raising the Lord too um, in the church. But it's really seeing his growth and um, being a, a witness and really knowing his word. I, 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 I lean on that. I lean on him as a guidance as well. Um, and I'm going to ask him because I'm not even just trying to, I know the Holy Spirit gives me understanding um, um, and I read it as well, but I want to see what my husband says about it as well. Um, so we, I could see if there's any confirmation and all that. So um, he ain't right. He posted yeah, me on Facebook. He, <laughs> he, he be blaming you on a lot of stuff. You went on vacation. And the boys were jumping all over the furniture. He died my nah, it'd be Franny letting them do that. I'm like, nah, don't be lying on first lady. It's you. <laughs> but definitely he be I, posting I, so much on Facebook. I, you know, that's the thing I do a lot. So I don't yeah. be on Facebook that much. Um, don't worry, the people, we got but, your back. We we be getting them. We don't let <laughs> them get away you. with it. <laughs> he posts so, and I, you know, I, I follow my husband, of course, we <laughs> friends and stuff, but I just he posts so much, I'll be trying to follow everything, but he <laughs> So um, really, so we, I got two more questions for you. We're going to go ahead okay. and wrap it up. Um, what are some ways that a woman can bless her family and her local community to help it thrive? Mm. Okay. A woman can um, bless her family by um, encouraging to have a prayer time with the family as a whole. Um, and that's something that I did like before, before we go off to work and school, we come together as a family at the door and we pray, um, asking God to, of course, keep us throughout the day, allow us to return back home, be safe. Um, 
not letting any hurt, harm, or danger come upon us. So it's definitely something making sure that you keep um, prayer in your home and um, and it's also showing the children, you know, that we are um, we are raised up on prayer. So whenever they go out, you know, on their own, when they grow up, they'll always know that that's their foundations through prayer, uh, seeking the Lord and um, how, a woman, how a woman can bless her household. That's I mean, her um, community, that's mm-hmm. what you're saying, um, yes. by, um, of course, sharing sharing her testimony to those that are not um that may not know the lord too and and allow them to to seek the lord by by the testimony that you have and then um of course other things like food donations you know helping out the homeless things like that um and just your my business has allowed me to be a witness as well you know i i, I sell like hair you know extensions and all of that but it's it's grounded on the foundation of the Lord as well. Um, women recognizing the beauty that they have and what else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just making sure that you're, you know, not, not scared to approach someone in the, in the community and let them know that, Hey, Jesus loves you. He's, he died for you. Um, you could be saved. It's just things like that. Okay. So um, wrapping up, when you reflect on your life and how God has provided for you over the years, what advice can you give to the listeners for how God has provided for you and, and helped you to get to where you are right now? Uh, he has provided so much <laughs> for me, even from, you know, having a supportive husband placing him in my life and he'll place so many people in your life. That's going to, um, provide um advice for you um ways of networking um just just everything he's provided so much like financially to us I remember me and my husband didn't have a dime coming from college you know we was able to get married we was able to keep it through um you know keep it going we stayed in the projects for a little bit but and that that also that gave us time to save up and buy a house you know so you don't he's when he's providing for you it's a it's a process sometimes you just have to uh, not complain and and just seek the lord in that process and you'll find victory in it um he's just even with my business you know um people will have doubts on your business but you just have to uh, just keep faith and remember why you're doing it and then just continue on um, without any doubt. Because if you show even a little bit of doubt, it could fail, you know? So um, also in my occupation as a um, sales rep for dental, for the uh, dental industry, um, I, I really sought after it. And, you know, I sought after it in prayer because I knew it was a very lucrative industry. And um, I had doubts from from people, you know, like, oh, it's not that many, um, you know, black people in the industry and sales rep, all this stuff, you know, but um, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be um, someone that helped out in the healthcare field. Um, So 
in a dental dental field, it's just it's so awesome. It's really awesome feel, and it's definitely something that everyone needs, you know, to protect their oral health. Um, so he just provided me with so much with confidence. He provided me uh, with a way of of just continuing on to have strength, you know, even through many doubts of people and just he, he provided me with education <laughs> and um, he just provided me with wisdom to, to make sure that I, you know, stay connected to, to people that are uplifting, not someone that have like doubts in me, not someone that's going to talk down on me. And he supported me with a, with a, with a husband that knows my vision and seeks after it with me. And I do the same for him. So he just, Guys, that's so good to me. <laughs> and, it can take you um, all day, all year, the rest of your life to tell them. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And even like he provided strength, even in times like this. Because last year, uh, when I had my my son, that is now one, uh, he he was premature. Now my son was born at he was born at thirty weeks, so ten weeks uh, short of of um, full term of when I was supposed to have him at forty weeks. And he just really provided strength. And my son was in a in a uh, incubator, the NICU, for forty four days. But I just held peace. I held my strength, you know. And and other people would have could have given up because he was just he was so small. He could have had so many health issues. But I just believed on the Lord, and I knew that He would work it out. I put it all in His hands, and I really just let go and not have any. Um, any unwavering like like faith that could be wavered at all you know I just made sure that I stayed strong and I had the support of my family that the Lord provided as well and um yeah it's just it's been so it's chunky and oh my gosh all day (laughs) all day and he's he's a little he is something else he's a character (laughs) he is a character yeah, uh, Ike snitched on him again on Facebook about him oh with his, passing out on the flow spells. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh he oh he had just he had, he had dropped down anywhere. Like, boy, give me that toy. <laughs> well, gonna say, Don't worry, he got that rod for him. He's gonna get it up out of it. <laughs> uh well, uh again, thank you so much, um, Franny, for just taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, you are one Lord. of many different cats. <laughs> Um, to come and just pour into these listeners. Um, and I hope that the women that's watching this, even, even the husbands, I think husbands can learn something from this too. Us single people, we can all learn something from this. And I hope that what she have said have encouraged you all, have um, helped lifted your spirit and mm-hmm. to know that you serve almighty God. And when it looks Mm -hmm. impossible he can make the impossible be possible so you got to believe and you got to trust on him at all times acknowledge him in all ways and he Mm -hmm. will direct your path um so so, um definitely thank you um so much um where can we find you at um what do you got going on and um how can you know the listener support sure so um 
You can find me on Facebook under my name, Francesca Hayes. Uh, you could message me um, on there if you seek any more advice or anything. I'm, I'm an open book. You could <laughs> you could definitely write me there, and I'm very transparent, and I'll, I'll talk to you um, for sure. Um, also, um, if you would like to support my business, Golden Strands Looks, need any hair bundles, ladies, or wigs, I make sure that I supply only quality hair, um, not no cheap hair. And Eureka tell you, um, I, I do uh, make sure that it's um, virgin hair, comes from India, um, and also the Vietnam. So nothing cheap or anything. Um, so I do make sure that I I sell only the best. And if you would like to have that great quality hair, you could visit my website. And it is uh, com, And you can also follow me on my Instagram and Facebook business page. And that is GSL underscore virgin hair. Um, feel free to like follow and <laughs> look at all of my <laughs> look at all of that uh quality hair you know and and um and yeah just feel free to reach out anytime and and support if you would like um so she she's not <laughs> lying um I'm not good with hair at all like yeah if you want to find the world's biggest idiot when it comes down to weave. You can probably oh find me gosh. in the dictionary. Um, but I have had um, one of my first wigs I bought from her. I call her Miss Nikki. Um, I, had to, <laughs> I had to put in a little bit of retirement right now. Uh, yeah, Miss Nikki, because I really done wore her out. Um, but she's still good. I'm sure once I wash it, put my conditioner mm -hmm. on it, she's going to Just take a look to the love and care. Yeah, that's <laughs> all. I just don't know how to do that. So I got to get my person who does my hair. Or, you know, uh -huh. bring it, ship it down to Miami and let Randy take care of it. And she'll be back you. up. So um, <laughs> definitely, she's definitely not uh, lying on that. Y'all know me. Y'all know I'm going to keep it a bug. I ain't spending no money on nothing if it ain't good. So mm -hmm. definitely. I'm the same that. way. <laughs> so um, I want to leave y'all just with a, a few things. Um, A couple of scriptures that I think women should look at. Um, and I'm not going to say the whole scripture, just give you some just key points on it. Um, if you want to learn about being strong, how strong you are as a woman, um, look at Isaiah 40, 31. Mm -hmm. um, Second Samuel 13, 28 and 28 lets you know that you are a vibrant woman. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 31, 25 lets you know that you are a fearless woman. And Psalms 46, 5 lets you know that you are enough. So we definitely want to leave you all with that. Um, I, I, for some reason, God is putting this in my heart. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be obedient to that. I'm actually going to close us out with prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you today right now, Father, just thanking you, Lord, for an opportunity to just be in your presence, to, to serve you, to, to honor you, to witness to people that don't know anything about you that probably would never ever step into a church, open up a Bible, that we yeah. are given this opportunity to be able to let them know that you are a God, that you are able to do anything that we can imagine. And all we have to do is trust you and believe that you got us. You're going to take care of us. My Thank grandma used to tell me all the time that when your heart is broken, just look to your right arm because that's how close God is to you. And all you got to do is open up your mouth and start speaking. 
So I pray that everyone that is listening to this episode, that you will be blessed, that you will get out in your community and just be on fire with sharing God's word, with ministering to people, sharing your testimony, because your testimony may be small to you, but it may be something great for someone else that may deliver them and help them to say, you know what? I want to know how you did it. And when the person tell, when you tell that person, you tell them God did it. And that would make them want to be able to grow closer to him because it's about God getting the glory. And that's yes, what we Lord. want to do. We want to be great stewards of you. We want to just serve you. We want to help as many people that we can to be able to learn who God is and what he can do. So Lord, yes. I pray that we all step up and we just intercede for each other. I don't care if it's somebody that you just met yesterday, somebody that you don't know, your enemy, whoever it is, just pray for them and continue to keep seeking God for them because we all need it. We all are here because somebody prayed for us. So let's be able to send that back to them and uphold people. This world right now, is failing. We lose some mm. people left and right. People are mm. dying of this virus, of, of mental health issues, the substance abuse issues, and just everything, Lord. So right now, we need to come together as a body and just seek you. Because you said, Lord, if we seek you and we yeah. pray, you will heal our land. And yes, so we Lord. stand on your word right now. We're going to continue to keep pushing forth, keep trusting, keep honoring you, keep doing what we're doing. Even if we are the only people that's doing it, we're going to do it, Lord, because it's about you, Lord. Whatever you need, Lord, put it in our minds, our hearts, and our souls, and allow us to do it. Help us to be sensitive to your will, your word, and just be obedient, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen, Thank you amen. for that prayer. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. So you all have a great rest of your day. Um, I'm definitely going to get um, Franny back on for another episode. I just got to figure out what it's going to be. So thank y'all again. And you all have a great rest of your day. Shining on them. Yes, I'm the token now. Real bright. Call me the golden child. Look around, I'm the one that's chosen Look around, yeah, I'm the token Shining on them, yes, I'm the token now Real bright, call me the golden child Look around, I'm the one that's chosen